Welcome to Real Estate Investing Abundance, the show for busy, fulfilled professionals like you to learn how to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. Now, here is your host, Dr. Alan Lomax. Hello, enlightened investors. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Alan Lomax, and as always, a delight to be back with you again today as we are going to take a look here today at the pros and cons of investing in land uh, versus homes. And with us is Brent Bowers, and he is the owner of Landsharks and is an investor and coach focused on buying and selling vacant land. As an Army officer with over eight years of service, Brett was spending a great deal of time away from his family, and he knew he needed to make some changes in order to spend more time with his family. His interest in real estate began in 2007 when he purchased his first home. While Brent invests in many real estate types, his favorite is buying and selling vacant land. So Brent, take us into the show and share a memorable experience that helped you to be who you are today. Good morning, Dr. Allen. Yeah, I'll tell you, uh, I guess the biggest memorable experience is kind of the one you mentioned where I was just spending so much time away from home, away from my family, always preparing for a deployment with the military and or training in the field. It's like I didn't have a family life. So I had to find something different that would unshackle me from my W-2 employment, my job, the military. And ultimately it was, I was kind of wholesaling houses and flipping houses and that was not going so well. It was really hard to do on very limited time. And I stumbled into land and did a few very quick deals. And I'll, I can explain those, how we worked them out. But ultimately I stumbled into buying land and seller financing it. And I started getting a payment each month. And that was really my pivotal moment or my paradigm shift was, oh my goodness, I can create wealth and financial freedom and time freedom. Ultimately, that's what I was looking for with seller financing land. I'd already owned rentals and we're going to talk about that today. You know, I think we're going to compare and contrast houses. So that was really the memorable moment when I got that first land income of 400 a month coming in. I was like, that covers my truck payment. I just keep doing this at least 10 more times. And I've covered all my expenses for my household. It was about 4,500 a month at that time. Interesting, those serendipity experiences that change our lives, uh, trajectory or trajectory, I should say. Well, Brett, what are the top three reasons why you love land so much? <laughs> Well, Dr. Allen, the, the first one is I feel like this, well, I know land gave me financial freedom. That's the top one. You know, what does financial freedom mean to you? It's, it's different for everybody. For me, it was the ability to make more than what I was making at my job very quickly. Number two, it gave me time freedom that I already talked about because here's the thing. You cover your expenses every month. And that comes in automatically, not mailbox money, but money going directly into my bank account. Heck with the mailbox. I don't even want to have to walk out there. <laughs> that gives me time freedom because ultimately I could do what I want to do. I can build other businesses. I can, you know, go to the school play with my daughter, whatever, whatever I want to do that day. And then number three, I can do this from, from anywhere in the world. So kind of, you could do this virtually. Those are my top three, financial freedom, time freedom, and virtual. 
Well, those sound like certainly some compelling reasons there. Well, what are the three tips for buying land that you would suggest for first-time buyers who have never done this before? Yeah, I'll tell you exactly how I got started. I didn't have money. I was actually in debt, quite a bit of debt with Amex and Capital One from my house mailings that did not go anywhere. Long story short, I got a bunch of houses under contract. I was not working with a very good title agent at that time because I was working with just a regular old title agent at a regular old title company. And we kept having all these title problems and none of my stuff closed. And I was spending all this money and going in debt. Long story short, I should have found a investor-friendly title agent by calling you know, the top three people on Google, if I would just have searched Google and said, sell my house fast, Colorado Springs, and called all three of them and said, hey, I'm just getting started. Would you please recommend me to an investor-friendly title agent? That would have saved my life almost. <laughs> but the top three ways to buy land, how I got started was, one, I picked my playground, and that was my market that I was already in. And then knowing now, looking at data, the number two way is you want to look at what's going on in Zillow and Redfin and see where the land is actually selling. I just started in my own backyard and because I didn't know any better, which there was other places I could have started. It kind of helped me to be in my own backyard because I could see the land, I could step foot on the land. But what if you're in an area that land is just not selling or you're in New York City or you're stationed in Korea and you're overseas with the military? Then look at where you came from. Where Look where you have grown up or you know people or you previously were stationed or worked. So the top three, you know, one, pick your playground. You got to pick an actual playground or a county that there's land selling in because that gives you the ability to know what it's selling for because you can look at comparable data like half acre parcels, you know, or the comparable parcels, comparable size within the same area. And number two, it shows you demand. Is there any demand? Because you don't want to go and find something, get it under contract and try and sell something that there's no demand for. So number one, pick your playground. I prefer my own backyard. But number two is you got to pick an area where land is actually selling and there's demand. And then number three, you got to get in touch with landowners. You got to find the landowners, the people that actually own land. And, you know, I recommend like, you know, places like PropStream or Priced. We've got a place that I love. It's called the landsharkslist.com, you know, things like that. So top three, pick your playground. Number two is pick a playground with demand and land sales happening. And number three is you got to find the landowners and get a massive discount for that land. So that's kind of like four or five, but I, I had a hard time just boxing that into three tips. <laughs> Oh, good suggestions there. And we can, if we've got time, we can go into those a little bit more sure. detail right now. But you say that there is virtually no competition uh -huh. in land. How is that the case? You know, I thought a lot about that because I own apartment complexes and I actually started with rentals. I started with rental houses in 2007. And then I kind of went reverse opposite. I started wholesaling to pay for college courses in 2013. The army sent me to college, but I had to pay for this stuff. And then I started house hacking to help <laughs> pay the expenses. And then I started flipping houses, but I never once looked at land. And on the way to and from base every day, I would drive through by land for like 20 minutes straight. I never looked at it. And you know why? Because I didn't ever see, you know, a mobile home park that I can rent out or a house that I can renovate and flip or a house that I can buy and rent out because there was no structures on that land. And I didn't know a way to make income from it. Well, I was listening to a podcast just like this. And I heard about a guy that was buying the stuff 
stuff at crazy discounts and flipping it overnight and doubling his money. And I was like, that is fast. That's a fast way to make money. And I really need to make money fast because I just moved across the country with my wife and my newborn baby. And I had all these diapers to buy and yada, yada, all these expenses. And I was running my credit card up. So I was like, look, if this works, if I can actually get land at a discount, and here's how you make money with it. You get land at a discount and you sell it to someone else for just a little bit more than what you paid for it. Or you get it under contract at a discount and you sell that contract for just a little bit more than what you have it under contract. Or my preferred method, you buy the land at a crazy discount and you sell it to someone that just wants to make payments. They might not be walking around with five, 10, 15, $20,000 in their pocket, but they can come up with $500 a month, every single month for the next 15 years. That's my preferred method. And that's why I believe there's no competition because most people aren't looking at land and seeing a way that they can generate income with it. They look at it as, oh, I'm going to buy that thing. Nothing's going to generate income on it. I'm going to be paying the taxes, all these things, and I'm going to have this liability. So they just, they don't, it doesn't even enter their mind and nor did it enter my mind. So that's why I believe there's virtually no competition in land. Well, you talk about the, I guess, really the key to the success here is buying the property at a discount and then selling it at a an increased price over that and oftentimes doing that on seller financing. Well, I guess the question I have then is how do you well, let's back up here. I mean, the first thing you say is we have to find the, the sellers in the first place. And so how, how do we go about uh, finding the property? You mentioned PropStream as one possibility, but there's probably other ways. So how do we go about finding the land? And then secondly, how do we find the sellers that are willing to sell at a substantial discount? Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, it's all a numbers game. And I know some people hate hearing that, but it's true. You know, 99 out of 100 people are not going to be, you know, jumping up in the air and raising their hand to basically give away their land. But there's that one out of 100 people. We're working with the seller right now. They just want to sell this land that they inherited to make some money for Christmas. You know, that's, you're looking for someone that is motivated to get rid of something they either inherited or bought 20 years ago and have been paying the taxes. And now, you know, life has been happening for them. They, they've had kids and they paid for their kids' colleges and those kids had grandbabies for them. And then the husband or the wife passes away and they stop paying the taxes or they no longer plan to build that dream home or that cabin one day. So they, they're about to lose it to tax you know, either foreclosure, whether you're in a tax lien or a tax deed state, that's too much for this podcast. But that's one person right there that the people that are behind on the on taxes, they're motivated or they inherited it or life happens and they never did anything with it. And one day they just received your letter. How do you find these people? So number one, one of the fastest ways is to go to PropStream where the land is selling. And if you pick a market where land is actually selling, click on every one of those yellow dots on Zillow. If you're looking on Zillow, the Zillow sold. And let's just say, okay, Hey, this one's a half acre. This one's a one acre. This one's a half acre. This one's one acre. This one's half acre, half acre, half acre, half acre. Okay. looks like the half acres in more demand, right? Well, let's go to prop stream to that specific neighborhood or that zip code, whatever you want to do and pull all the half acre parcels that the landowners own and mail these people either a specific offer letter offering to buy their land. That's what I teach in my land sharks course, or you can send them a postcard. It doesn't matter, but that's the 
the fastest, easiest way to find landowners. Or you can get really creative. You can really go to work and call your tax collector or your county treasurer and say, hey, I need a list of people that are not paying their property taxes. Send me that list and start mailing those people. There's two ways right there to find the landowners. And again, it's a numbers game. You can't just mail three people and expect to get a deal. However, does that happen to some people? Yes, God sends that blessing right away. But you know, some people, it takes like a thousand letters. In my case, it took like 3,000 letters, which is not bad compared to what I was having to mail in houses to get a house deal, I should say. So there, obviously, there's going to be some startup costs in here. You're, you you went through 3,000 mailings, which I am thinking that is probably well over, what, $3,000 for that, probably maybe $3,500, $4,000 to go through that many deals. So then also there is the just the discouragement of number games. So those, I guess, are the downsides to that. The startup costs, there's obviously going to be some startup costs with whatever it is you're going to do. And then just the having to deal with the discouragement of no results for 90 times out of a out of a hundred. Yeah, I'll tell you this, this real estate business is not easy. It takes a lot of work. I'll tell you, me and my wife, we would put our baby down back in early 2016. And that would be, there would, there was no TV, no having dinner. We were writing letters in the basement. And, you know, you could really get this down to the bare knuckles to the, you know, the bootstraps where we were paying what 50 cents a stamp back then. I think it's whatever, 55 cents now. I don't, I don't know. Um, there's mail houses out there. They're a little bit cheaper to mail postcard. However, we were paying about 55 cents ish. So that's about $1,650. We had to send out there into oblivion and pray that, you know, please God, let, let this letter find the right person. And here's the thing, you know, for anybody listening to this, pray over your letters that you can help someone that needs your your blessings or your service right now. And thank God those letters found the right people. I still remember one deal I did. This was not a land deal, actually. He owned a little land. I actually mailed him for his land and he had already sold it, but we went into contract on a triplex and we ended up partnering together. And I still have this triplex that we partnered with on one of those first initial mailings. You never know what you're going to get out there. Just you got to be willing to answer the phone and meet these people. Sometimes in this case, I had to meet this guy almost 15 times. And that was a lot of work. You know, I actually... It's funny. We moved to Colorado Springs. I actually had dinner, Christmas dinner with this gentleman, me and my wife and my, or me and my pregnant wife at the time. She's like, whose house are we going to? But that ended up being a partnership until Norm Weber, God bless his soul, passed away. And then we ended up selling to his children. So long story, but it's just amazing what these letters will find. And you just got to keep doing it. It's like priming the pump. Those old fashioned pumps. You just got to pump on until water comes out. Yeah. Well, you know, that's not unusual. I mean, in anything you're going to do in real estate, as you say, there's a lot of work to it, especially initially and very little reward for a lot of that initial work. And that's, I mean, that's not unique to real estate. I mean, that is just life in, in the real world here. Well, why would someone who is successfully investing in other types of real estate, why would they be interested in looking into land investments? That's a great point. You know, I get a lot of house flippers and a lot of people that own rentals that that's very attracted to this. Me personally, <laughs> uh, I know the reasons why I was, but a lot of my students with the land sharks, they come from house flipping backgrounds or house wholesaling backgrounds or house rental backgrounds. 
homes where they've been passing up the land deals. We're like, ah, it's land. We're not worried about it. And then they come across a land deal and the, the house seller's like, look, you know, if you want the house, you got to take the land too. And they end up getting the land for like nothing. And they find that they can sell it for an extra like 30000 It adds 30000 or $15,000 or $10,000 to the bottom line and gives them extra profit. But a lot of these guys, they, they, they've been passing up these deals and now it's like on the radar. They're reticular activator. You buy the red Jeep and then now you see the red Jeep on the other side of the road constantly. So one gets on the radar. Number two is I have 68 or 69 notes right now. 60, Just call it 68 land notes right now. I maybe receive one or two phone calls a month and my assistant takes these and she's amazing with them. One or two phone calls a month from 68 land notes. And here's what the phone calls consist of. Hey, I got a new debit card. Can I update my payment method? Hey, I got this tax return. Can I pay extra on my land note? Hey, I want to pay my land off. So those are what the calls consist of. Now, granted, every once in a while, we'll have someone get behind. Well, they get an automatic late fee. That is extremely passive compared to my rental business. We have a 19-unit apartment complex. Holy cow. Like 19 different tenants are calling sometimes all at once. Thank God we have property management. But when you have like one bedroom, one bath apartment complex, you usually have a lot more, how do I say it, management hassle (laughs) and responsibility and things break. So it's a lot less phone calls. It's a way, it's kind of a, it's an active business up front to do the deals, but later on it's passive. Like I have a land deal. We're getting 30 year, we've got a 30 year mortgage on it. I'm doing more and more 30 year mortgages where I allow my buyer to pay for 30 years. Why? Like that's crazy, right? Well, here's the thing. Like the first 10 years of that is interest only. And I want to extend that runway on that, that passive income. Because when I used to do a house deal, as soon as I left the closing table, it's time to get back to work on the next one. And hopefully I've been mailing this whole time. We have more in the hopper. I love the land because it's going to pay me for a while. So there's a couple of reasons. So in terms of, you said you didn't have any money getting started. So were you financing uh, these initial properties? How were you purchasing your initial properties? Yeah, the first three, it was all, it was three different ways, actually. The first one was I bought for $285 from a retired CPA. This guy was almost three years behind in taxes. He had traded the land for some CPA work many, many, years ago. And he's like, look, it's yours for $285. It's not buildable. The city won't allow you to build because there's only one ingress, one egress, and the the fire department will not allow you to build houses, but go look at it. So I was like, okay. So we went out and drove out to it on a Saturday, me and my wife and one of my uh, army officer friends. And I just looked at this land. I was like, this is so beautiful. Like we're looking at the Pike National Forest in Palmer Lake, Colorado. And I was like, there's no way that I'm going to get this piece of land for $285. So So I was like, I just got to figure out what it's worth because $285 in 2016, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I didn't have it. Like I had it in my account. Yes, but I was not willing to spend it unless I knew that I was going to like quadruple my money. So we're leaving. I see this real estate office and I call and I say, hey, what do you think this land is worth? Here's the address. Actually, it didn't have an address. It was on Lake Avenue. I told her about where it was. She's like, I'm very familiar with that area. I was like, great. What is the get it done now price? What could you sell this thing for on the MLS in like 30 days? I need a blowout price because I can't hold like I, I can't leave my money in this land very long. I didn't tell her I was paying 285. She would have been, you know, disgusted with me or something. <laughs> so she goes, maybe $10,000. And I was like, like, 
my eyes popped out of my head. I thanked her for her time. And I was like doing the math, like, holy crap, I'd have to work three months in the military for that. And I thought about the hours. And <laughs> well, she calls me back before I'm even done contemplating this. She goes, hey, Brent, what if I made an offer on the land for you? Like, what if I bought the land? I was like, what are you offering? She's five grand. And I was like, send me a purchase agreement. Let's do it. So she had the contract in my email box. By the time I made it home, I called the seller. I said, hey, can I pay you on Tuesday? $285. He says, yes. He brings a quick claim deed. I didn't do any title search on this land. I didn't know better at the time. And the stupid thing was I own multiple rentals. So I got a quick claim deed from this guy on Tuesday evening after I got out of the military. I'm still in my uniform. I write him a check for 285 and I rush it down to the title company before they close. And then Wednesday, the next day, I go and pick up my $5,000 check. So I was hooked. Well, the next week I did another one. I bought for $500. And mind you, these were people that were on the county held tax delinquent list. What does that mean? Basically, this land sucked so bad, like no one was interested in it. No tax lien investors even paid the back taxes. So the county was stuck with this. I didn't know how that process worked. I was just mailing anybody that was behind on taxes. Well, that one was for 500 bucks. Again, not accessible land. You had to trespass against state land. So it was landlocked. And most people avoid that stuff. Well, I just didn't know better. No limiting, no, no limits. I trespassed across the state of Colorado land to take photos, put it on Craigslist for 500 down and 400 a month. That's the one I was telling you about. And I was using that 5,000 I just made. Well, I sold it the next day on a Sunday. <laughs> the guy drove money to my house, 500 bucks, and he paid me every single month, $400. Uh, and I sold that one for five grand too. And the third one, I assigned that contract. I found a buyer online that just wanted to buy my contract. Where did I go online? I went on Craigslist. I sold it to a guy. It was just like a piece of land. You couldn't build on it, but he wanted to park his trucks on it. So I got it under contract for like five grand. I didn't I didn't want to spend that five grand. It was in my bank account, like locked up. Or you know what? I probably didn't have it at that time. I think I paid Amex off. That's what I did with the money. So I got it under contract for like 4,500 or so, 4,700. And I signed that contract for 14,000. So I I took the difference of 14,000 and 4,700. So little over nine grand after title expenses. So basically that most of that was done with very little money, except for the initial startup of the postcards that I was sending out at the time. Well, interesting and compelling story there, Brent. Brent, you do coaching and offer other services. So tell us about your coaching business and how it is that our viewers and listeners can get in touch with you to take advantage of that. Yeah, I mean, I've set up a, a series of video modules that show you exactly the steps to take. They're very short. There's no fluff, no BS. I'm telling you exactly where to go, how to pick a market, how to find the sellers step-by-step in the systems that I'm using in these steps. And then we do a support call every single Tuesday, every single Wednesday, and two Thursdays a month. I've got an assistant coach answering questions. I give you my cell phone number. Here's the thing. Like I've been to so many courses, so many seminars, and spent so much money. <laughs> there was always one thing missing at the end of that weekend. Well, two. One, I would lose motivation on Monday when I you know, get told no or my mailer wouldn't work. And then two, I didn't have anybody to ask questions to that are actually doing deals. Like these guys are just going around the country, flying around teaching this stuff. Well, I still do land deals. I still answer my cell phone. So that's kind of what we're doing. We take a very limited amount of people because you know it is support intensive, but that's really the course. It's called The Land Sharks. I'm, I'm partnered with Wholesaling Inc. Anybody wants to check into the course, go to thelandsharks.com. And you know, a lot of times I'll partner with people too. If you've got money, I, I'm always looking to use other people's money. I'm paying like 10% right now on most of it. My 
in-laws right now. They, they're one of my financiers, my mother-in-law. They're amazing. So we're buying one right now for 40000 that my mother-in-law is financing. And we've already got it sold for 90000 The buyer's ready to put their $5,000 down payment. So when you offer financing to people, you open up the world of buyers. Like, think about it. The F-150 costs like $80,000 right now. People are walking to the car lot with eighty grand. they are paying seven, dollars $800 a month for the next 84 months. That's what we do with our land. And all of that information is in our show notes. And just one last question, Brent, what is your next goal? My next goal is I'm trying to slow down a little bit. <laughs> um, if that's even a thing, you know, just enjoy the stuff that's been built. Uh, do more with partners. How, how am I going to slow down? I'm going to do more with others because a lot of this I've financed myself or, you know, started with that initial 5,000 and built, turn it into 14,000. So I'm going to slow down by, by just partnering more with others, which ultimately I think that will compound on itself. So kind of a weird goal, but it's something that's been on my mind lately. Well, wonderful having you today, Brent. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you, Dr. Allen. Thank you for tuning in to Real Estate Investing Abundance, brought to you by Steve Talker Capital, a company working for passionate professionals like you to develop financial independence built on solid, passive real estate investments. As part of our efforts to make the world a better place, Steve Talker Capital contributes to activities and organizations committed to better understand the equine. These endeavors attempt to enhance the human treatment of horses worldwide. Steve Talker Capital, working for a world where all creatures, great and small, flourish abundantly. For resources to develop your financial independence, connect with us at stevetalker.com. 